welcome to this Xbox Live episode 194. Camo activated. That's right. You can't see me because, well, first of all, I'm coming through the internet, but my my reflective camo is activated. So if you were in the room with me, uh, you wouldn't see me. Just like Robin Braun, they cannot see me. So they don't even know where'd you go. (laughs) Where are you? I don't see you anywhere. So with me, as you heard, is uh, Rob, also known as Prezar. Hey, what's happening? And I can't see the listeners either. <laughs> they must be activated as well. They must be. Must be. And then uh, sitting on Rob's lap uh, in his camo is, is is his really good buddy, Bron. <laughs> <laughs> I, mm, sure. <laughs> howdy, howdy, hey. How's it going, guys? <laughs> um, anyways... Welcome, guys. Welcome. It's been a been a busy week. It's at least over here. Um, I'm going crazy, but um, Bron, let's just get into it. It's a holiday weekend, and we don't want to spend all night here. So, what have you been playing this week? I've been playing one game and only one game, and that is Ghost Recon Future Soldier. So, and we we can talk about it here in a little bit, right? Because I think, I yeah, know. I think we should probably. Uh, We'll leave that. I'm probably leave that off in our topics. Just kind of do a uh, a review. Sure. So why not? Okay. So, yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, we'll talk about it later. Well, then I'll stop there and let Rob go. Okay. I've been uh, doing a little bit of PC gaming. I finally broke down and bought Diablo three on my third trip to the store to get it. <laughs> First two, I put it back and I walked out empty-handed. But I finally uh, picked it up at. Uh, the local Walmart, and it was really interesting where they didn't have it on the shelves. It was They were all locked up. I, that was kind of surprising. I, I know that a lot of games are, you know, uh, behind, you know, behind the glass, like at Targets and stuff like that, but this game was actually locked up at the counter underneath the register. I was so, looking for that the other day at a Walmart, and they I did not see him on the shelf, so I just walked out. Yeah, you, you got to ask for them. I that's, guess. that's pretty sad. Because <laughs> I would have had cause... it if they had it. I was I was gonna get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Even so I don't now you know the, the secret. I'm glad it's... I'm glad I did. I'm glad it wasn't there because I just don't have the time. <laughs> yeah. I really don't. And so. I was actually, I mean, if they had it, I would have grabbed the collector's edition. But I really didn't expect it to be there. And needless to say, it wasn't there. So I got the regular version, used up a gift card that I had and ran home and popped it open. And I don't know how long it took to even install the thing. It just sat there for what seemed to be forever to install. But I got a little bit of gaming on that in. And oddly enough, playing Diablo 3, and as far as the game goes, it's, you know, similar to Torchlight, Diablo 2, 1, etc., but it really made me want to play Torchlight 2 when it comes out. So <laughs> I'm playing Diablo 3 waiting for Torchlight 2 to come out. It's, uh, it's amazing how much I got used to the, uh, to the animal that you have that you can send back to town with stuff to sell. Yeah. Yeah, you don't quite have that in, uh, in Diablo. But the game is pretty cool. And... Uh, that's about it for me, just Diablo 3. How about you, Mark? Um, I'm with Braun, man. All I did was play some uh, Future Soldier all week. That's it. So, 
Oh, of course, my typical Spider Solitaire, which I'm playing right now. But <laughs> 400 that's... hours this week. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it. All right. Um, was it? I don't think we had a. I I was on playing Friday night. I was playing some campaign with some of the community guys um, of Future Soldier. Um, Bron, I think you were there Friday night with us, right? Wasn't that Friday that you were jumped in with us, or? I was on. I don't know if I made it on Friday or not. I know I made it on last night, really late. Yeah, and then it was yeah, it was Friday because you weren't on with us on uh, Saturday because some comments were being made. I'm just going to say for the record, it wasn't me making the comments, but there were some comments being made that it was interesting how we were doing better than zero percent ratings on the missions once you were no longer in the game with us so oh no i was there last night no but i'm saying this was friday night when we got that zero percent and then you left and then the next mission we were like 80 (laughs) percent yeah i don't know how you how you guys got that zero percent that was that was weird well i like i said it's you know things fingers were being pointed in your direction so well i I don't know what that means but i got a hundred percent on uh (laughs) that second mission so i don't think it was me (laughs) (laughs) i think i think people just got gun trigger happy and uh, we we wasted way too many civilians so exactly i think like six or seven got killed that time oh i may have had one or two of those you know but i'm not claiming them all (laughs) so um, all right. Well, I think let's just go for it then. Let's just jump into our Ghost Recon talk. And I, I guess I'll start off just saying that um, I've not played a lot of the campaign yet. I've played some multiplayer. I've played some campaign. Um, I'm working through an elite campaign is what I have running on my game uh, with Democulus. So him and I have been kind of slowly working that out. Um, and then I've been playing with Elite Scion on his game with Braun. I've played with Cyber Knight. I've played with uh, Big Gabbers. And yes, I know it's Lieutenant Commander Shepard, but I still call him Gabbers. Um, and uh, we've been working on his game. So, uh, and I think Braun, I think I popped into yours one time too, I think, for one mission or um, someone else's game. I can't remember who it was. Yeah. yeah, I think I joined you for like one mission or something. I think I was in with you because I deleted my. Oh, that's right. <clears throat> I deleted mine. And actually, had to start over. So whose game was that? Because that wasn't Elites. Um, who did we jump in with there? Because they started from the beginning. Democulus. No, was he's running okay. off my game that I have saved. Okay. But oh well, it doesn't. I, f- matter. I forget who it was. Was it Terminator? No too many people too much yeah so yeah but um the uh campaign is it's interesting running through with people with with other people in co-op um it's not the co-op i really wanted when when future soldier was was announced i really wanted the missions that they had in gratu i really wanted that in here and i do miss that i know they have the gorilla mode but that is not the same Mm. Um, and the co-op campaign, I guess you could say, well, it's it's the same as playing against the AI in the Grah 2 games, but it's just not. It's um, I don't think you can beat the tension that was in Grah 2's co-op games. Um, 
But that saying, I still really am enjoying the campaign. Um, I think the only thing frustrating is when you are with a bunch of people, sometimes you get people that want to run and gun mm-hmm. um, and have a hard time slowing down. Sometimes I get, because I'm so, you know, we're all so used to playing the shooters and Call of Duty that it is hard to uh, slow down and and kind of take directions and I know Brun, we had this the other night. I actually got kind of frustrated here because I was, I'm, I'm telling my team, I'm like, I'm the one with the drone. I'm like, don't mm-hmm. go kill those guys. Don't kill those guys. Get over to the other side. Hurry up. This body's gonna be found. You need to take these others out. And okay. um, for some reason, everybody was ignoring the commander at the time, or, or as I was being called, mother. <laughs> <laughs> yes, mother. Yes, mother. Um, and we failed it. But it was yeah. so. It was kind of like, you know. Um, I like it because there's you've really got to be careful. You've got to work together as a team. I like how they do the uh, synchronized shots mm-hmm. um, where you, all four of you can take a guy out. But what's interesting is sometimes there's a lot more than just four people. And you can still do the synchronized shots, but you've really got to look at the field of who's out there and plan your shots because – they will find the bodies. So you, you really got to get the guys that are kind of by themselves or you got to wait until somebody gets by themselves. And it, it really slows down the game, but in a good way. Um, I, I really like it. And, and, and as that gameplay is like slowed down, like the tension ramps up. Like what, what was that mission we were on, Bron, last night where we kept failing, trying to get through? Yeah. And, and I say we're failing because we're playing on Elite mode mm-hmm. so you don't get a chance to revive your team if you go down it's not like you're just dead if you get shot you're dead so everybody has to avoid getting shot that's kind of where the elite mode comes in so there is no let me run over and revive you um so it, it does really ramp up your tension and then and then of course when someone dies it comes up on everybody's screen wingman 709 was killed in action so everybody knows who did. There's no getting around. It's like, well, I don't know. I don't. It wasn't me, you know. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty good. And I think that one we just kept going over and over. Finally, you know, Brun's like, oh, let's just go down the right side. We can sneak past them, and let's just not fight these guys. And sure enough, that's what got us through. But the tension <laughs> was so high. I remember like like Brun and. Democulus had gotten through and they were at the checkpoint waiting for Elite Scion and myself. And they're like, oh, you're clear. And I'm like, there's a dude standing in front of me. I can't move. <laughs> yeah, we can't see them all. So, so finally he <clears throat> turned around. I hopped down. And as I hopped down, I was like, the little threat indicator came up, you know, that I could be detected. So it was interesting is here I'm standing in the open and my camouflage is on, but you know, typically your kind of thought would be to run and get in cover. I actually just stopped moving. Now I am wide in the open, but I stopped moving and my camo all of a sudden lost sight of me because my active camo was on. So I'm like, Oh, that was interesting because it was completely opposite of my normal instinct. And that's what worked. So I thought that was like kind of a really cool moment. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was telling the guys, dude, hey, I just stopped and froze. And he never, he, you know, the whole warning indicator disappeared and they couldn't see me. And I'm like, that was pretty cool. And um, so that part of the campaign and the co-op is a lot of fun. And, and I think that they've, you know, we've got that kind of teamwork back and it's in the campaign. Um, 
The only downfall is when you've got a campaign and there's a storyline, people tend to talk through it. So you really don't know what's going on. And, you know, that can be kind of frustrating for people. Um, Myself, I'm not really don't really care. You know, I'm just I just want to play. I don't. And and some of these cutscenes are a little bit long in this game, you know, setting up for the next mission. So but um, I don't know. What do you think of the campaign portion of it so far, Bron? Uh, <clears throat> well, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I, I just, I like, I like the slow pace. Like my favorite mission so far is actually like the second one. It's a refugee mission. And I think I got all the challenges on that one. Um, my last time through, because it was like, I got a hundred out of a hundred on the score, uh, took out every person. It was like undetected, didn't kill any civilians. I mean, it was just, I went through and I, was pretty much perfect on it and i really liked it because i just you know took my time and just went through it i I really like that each mission if you really take your time and work on not getting in fighting you know in battles and stuff it they're 20 minute you know 15 20 25 minute missions it's like you could literally be playing just one level one mission for you know that amount of time and i don't know how many there are total I've heard rumors of like seven or eight, maybe nine, but I don't know that for a fact, so I can't can't say if that's true or not. <clears throat> but um, I've been playing it on my own, and then I've also been jumping in, you know, with you when when you need another person, and you guys are just happen to be playing the same levels I am, so it's uh it's pretty nice that you know could go through those missions with you guys again. Um, I will add, when you get a team of four, and this is, is based off our my experience from last night. When you get a team of four, you really have to pick that one person. So if it's the person hosting the game, you know, that's fine. Maybe a person who might have went through the level before, that, that's another thing. But have one person basically be the leader. You know, definitely if, if it's the person with the drone. You know, let them call out the shots. That's when we were working our best, when we were saying, okay, three and four can go now. One can go now, you know, things like that. It really works. But the other thing I would say that helps is do not tag an enemy without either consulting that person first. Because what happens is, say there's four people right right up front. You know, okay, if you come in and, and say you say Wings, like he's the leader, he goes, okay, just let's target the first four people we see. So you go in and all of us are targeting people, one, two, three, four. And then Mark's got, you know, Wings got the, the drone up and he says, okay, shoot number one. And the number one goes down. If somebody runs up and targets another person, we got another number one. Yeah. You know, so that, that there kind of kind of gets confusing and definitely when you get it down to two people and then all of a sudden boom boom you got two more to shoot it's like let's not let's not target a new group of four let's just target you know let let you know wing fly target the people maybe with the drone or just come out you know what it is we ran out of a pipe if we run out of pipe just say target first four you know get get this rhythm going where somebody's actually helping and people are following because it's it's like a you know too many chiefs, not enough Indians type of scenario. That'll actually just burn you all the time. Like it'll always get you. And even once I, I mean, I'm 
I was guilty one time. I pulled the trigger. I shot somebody. I was like, I just shot somebody. And then they got detected. I'm like, that is completely my fault. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I'm like, and, and luckily it was like right at the beginning. I was like, I just died too. I just stood there. Cause I know it'd be better for me just to die and us to start over, you know, only losing 20 seconds. I was like, I have no idea why I just shot that guy. I just pulled the trigger. I, I'm sorry. So, but I, those are some suggestions I can throw out there. Um, because you lose that leader mentality when you have multi, you know, other people in there. Because when it's just single, those guys don't do, don't move unless they tell them, and and they don't shoot unless they tell them. And I like doing that because I'll pinpoint two guys. I don't have to always load up four people. I'll load up two guys. Boom, boom, take out two. Load up one. Boom, take him out. Load up another two. Take them out, and just kind of chess piece it all the way through just because so people aren't finding dead bodies and so on and so forth. Cause I don't like fighting. I'd rather just sneak all the way through. Um, but as far as a single player, I'm, I'm really liking it. Um, just the, I haven't, I haven't done multiplayer. I haven't done any of the gorilla mode. I would like to do gorilla mode. Um, I was hoping to get some in last night, but you guys were jumping in for single player. I was like, I'll jump in with you that and do that. That was fine. But maybe tomorrow I can get some gorilla mode in. Um, and then as far as the game in general, I, I think there's times I think the guys look good. Like, you know, as far as the ghosts, I think the ghosts look good. I think, you know, the drone and stuff like it's fun to fly around and the sensors and all that stuff. Um, then there's just some parts that just look they don't look like. It just doesn't look good. I don't right. want to say I don't want to say the game doesn't look good, but you know when you're talking about like the side of a building, yeah, okay, the side of the building doesn't look good. But it's one of those things where I'm really just not paying attention to graphics. I'm really paying attention to my guy who looks nice and and what I'm doing. So it's not like I'm running around like all oh, these graphics are horrible because I don't think they're I don't think they're horrible. Um, they're not up to par with other things that we've seen released. I think this game shows its age. Uh, you know, I yeah, good. I think I think the delays, like you know, because it's been delayed for well over a year, maybe a year and a half, if not longer. I can't remember when it was originally supposed to come out, and it got delayed and then delayed. So, um, but yeah, I think it it is does show its age. It's something though to me. It's I'm having so much fun. It doesn't it doesn't bother me. Um, it, the people, the, the civilians running around cracked me up, man. I saw one guy, I was in a drone. I watched him run in circles for about 45 seconds. <laughs> He's just literally running around in a circle. So they, they've got some things, but it hasn't been broke, uh, broken <laughs> that much. I've had to restart a mission back to a checkpoint just because the computer guy got hung up on something and I couldn't get him out of it. So there's things like that, but other than that, I'm I'm having fun with it. I really like it. So, have you done any of the? Um, so you haven't done any guerrilla mode yet. Nope. Um, I did go through. I played it once, and we completed all 50 waves. Uh, we did play it on the easiest mode, of course. Um, and it got to be a bit of a challenge at the end, but it's not it's not hard. Um, you can get through it in the first first time you play it. Um, the trick is, you know, save those. As you go through and you complete waves and you don't go down, 
So, you know, as long as you don't go down, you'll you'll get like these consecutive wave bonuses. And you can get like bombing runs and sentry turrets and invisibility, which is more than just your cloak. It makes you invisible completely. Um, so there's these different things that you can get. And those will really, really help you on the wave 10s on every 10th wave when there's vehicles that come in. Um, you're going to want to use those bombing runs on the and stuff and the missiles um, on those tanks or in vehicles that come in. So... Um, it, it was fun. We had a really good time. Um, I think, though, that by the time we got to Wave 50, I was really just kind of like, all right, I've had enough of it. You know, the thing that I was frustrated with was on the map we were on, there was only two points. And you just, you'd stick at one point and protect it for 10 waves. You'd run to the other one for the next 10. Then you'd go back to the next one for the next 10, then back, and then back. And it was just like, I expected there to be five different points on this map. And so I thought that was kind of lame that, you know, this map wasn't larger to give us more areas to, to, to play in. It's just you're staying in the same section, really. Um, and it did get harder, but I don't know. There was, and I did really enjoy it, but I don't, I didn't find it near as fun as like horde mode. And I really thought that this would be a blast. And I, we had a lot of fun. But it wasn't it wasn't wasn't up to my expectations. I guess I had a little bit higher expectations for it, um, and maybe that you know that's just me. It's not saying anything about the mode. Um, so I, I look forward to playing again on a different map um, and and seeing if there's more than just two areas and giving it another shot. So it was definitely a, an interesting time, and you got to work together um, and and keep your buddies alive. <laughs> so. Um, communication is a must. Um, and then, uh, have you done any multiplayer, Brian? No, I have not. Oh, okay. Nope, I've done single player only. Okay. Well, I've had I've had some good multiplayer. I've had some really horrible multiplayer experiences. Um, I've had a lot of spawn in and, and die. I spawned in the other day. As soon as I spawned in, I spawned in. It, it put me right at a grenade. There was a grenade sitting there. So I uh, came in and boom, it blew up and I died. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. You know, I'm just like, it's just in that type of stuff. So there's a lot of um, my complaints I have with Battlefield 3. Um, they're very prevalent in this game, too. It's like the same thing. So really, but the, at least here you can spawn at the main base and it's protected where the enemy can't get back to your spawn point. Um at least in some of the levels I've seen. I don't know if right. that's true for all of them, because I had one, I think, where one of the levels I was on, I think there was a guy right pretty close. <laughs> pretty darn close to where we were spawning. Um, but um, it's it's pretty decent. I've had moments where I've really liked it, and moments I just really was so frustrated I had to quit. Um, but I never was, like I said, I've never been a fan of the multiplayer. Um and so I don't expect to put a lot of time in on it. But I would like to get, there is a mode, there is a squad. And we have a squad created. Um, it's a TXL squad. It's a, a clan, if you will. So I've sent out a bunch of invites to people that I, and I can't send you an invite if you have not yet played the game. Um, it, the game will refuse to do it. And even if you've got the game in and you're logged in, you actually have to play the game before it will even allow me to send you an invite. So um, if you do have the game and you've played it and you didn't get a squad invite yet, 
uh, let Bronner or myself know, um, and we will send you an invite to the squad. Um, everybody, and, and I am making everybody um, a sergeant, so I'm ranking everybody up. You'll come in as a recruit, and I look at it quite frequently to see when people have popped in because you automatically just a recruit, and I recruit, and I'm promoting people to sergeant. And that allows you to invite people as well, okay? Um, so you can invite other people to the squad. Um, and then there's a squad leveling system. And I'll be honest, I have tried to find information. I have looked in the official Ubisoft Ghost Recon Future Soldier forums, and there's several people asking there what the squad leveling is for. And we got no answers back from Ubisoft at all. There just seems to be no information on this. There's nothing in the manual. And when I say manual, I'm talking about the one on the disc because that little paper sleeve is useless that's in the disc or it comes in the box. So there is a squad leveling, and we're we're about halfway to, le to our level two with our squad. I don't know if it gives you unlocks for your squad. I have no idea. Um, it also looks like I initially I thought if you just played multiplayer that your scores would go towards that. It looks like that does not work that way. That you actually have to go into squad-based games. So you have to play with people. You have to get like a lobby of people in your squad. And you go into that squad menu and you, you launch the game from there. And it does like a squad quick match game. And I guess that's the only way to get that squad level increased. At least that's what it looks like and from what we've been trying to dig up. Hopefully we'll get some more information on that. I'm trying to find out, and I want to see if there's actual unlocks available for us if we achieve certain ranks. Otherwise, that ranking system seems pointless to me. But uh, I'm going to make the assumption. I don't like to assume, but I'm going to make the assumption that since you're leveling up, that there are going to be unlocks and rewards for that. Um, and I will keep searching and digging. If in the meantime anybody out there finds out or knows what it's for or has comes across some information, please send that to us and let us know. I'd really like to to review that and and, and let the community know. So, other than that, um, I don't know. I mean, the multiplayer is. There's some things I really don't like um, outside of the game itself. What's weird is, and this is with the whole game, they really don't, you get all these unlocks and all these new things, but like in the campaign, it's like a little ticker thing at the bottom says, these are the items you've unlocked. And it, then it disappears, and sometimes the screen moves on before you've mm -hmm. even seen everything scroll across the bottom. There's there's not really anything like flagging you as like, hey, here's a new unlock. Like even in Battlefield 3, you'd get like, You'd see it pop up on the screen, or if you went into your um, soldier, you'd have them like highlighted in orange if there was something new, so you could right. go down, filter down, and find out what was new. And if it if it exists in Future Soldier, I'm just not seeing it, man, because I, I know I've unlocked a bunch of stuff, and I I couldn't tell you one item I've unlocked. I, I it's just like what have I gotten out of you know, so. I think I wish they would have kind of worked that to make that a little bit more of uh, more more obvious, you know, or or what have is... it highlighted. So when I go in and look at stuff, I go, "Ooh, this is new," you know. <laughs> what was the site or app or something they were supposed to have? There's well, the Ghost Recon Network. Um, that that's I think what you're 
possibly talking okay. about because right. you can you can get onto there from like your ipad and use the gunsmith and stuff but you here's the fun part um i can't get into it it you have to log in with your uplay account i'm using my uplay account id and password and it will not let me connect it, it just says wrong wrong id and password and i'm like dude i just logged into the uplay network the other day <clears throat> hmm. um so i don't know if it's just an issue on their end or I don't know what the deal is. I cannot access it. Even though I know my, my stuff is correct. So. Huh. Let me try to, while you're talking, I'll try but to get in and see if I can. Yeah, it's the Ghost Recon Network. Um, and then that application, I think, is on the iPad or <laughs> on the iTunes, Android marketplaces. So you can use, um, I haven't pulled it up on my phone yet. I'll look right now, see if it's, uh, See if it's out there yet. Because it's a free app, and the Ghost Recon Network is free, so they don't charge you for it. So that's kind of cool. But, you know, I know I know people uh, playing the game are really enjoying the multiplayer, um, really enjoying the campaign. It's definitely a good game. Um, oh, yeah. I got, I got you know, the things I, I have are just minor. Um, so... I, I don't think I have anything really, you know. I would like to see the, um, what you call it, the co-op missions. I really miss those mission-based, and, and the campaign is like, I don't want all that hoopla and cutscenes and, you know, going into the diamond formation. Um, I, I think the whole, like in the campaign, there's sections where your squad will, you'll be forced into what they call the diamond formation. So in other words... They, basically, the computer walks you through. You're no longer controlling your movement. You're only controlling your crosshairs. And you have a limited area that you're allowed to point at. So there could be a dude right in front of you, but you're kind of, your zone is to the right. And you can see the guy to your far left, but you can't turn your crosshairs to get him. Someone else has to take him out. Now, hmm. in a way, I really like that. And when you when we see those parts in the campaign, I've seen several times they they do this quite often. I kind of like it because it, it's kind of realistic, more of how the special forces work, and you know they they do get into these where you got that window, man, you got that section, you cover that because if you're looking away to do something else, you know, then someone could come from that angle. So it's a way of covering all. All four ways, you know, if you will, you're looking off in four directions. Each got your little zone or window, but it's 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 frustrating at the same time because, you know, sometimes there's a, I think it's level three when you're going to rescue an agent, um, and you're in that soccer field. There is just tons of guys coming out of the woodwork, mm-hmm. and you have to just I mean you have to just be accurate with your shots, um, and and it's it's a, it's a little hard to adjust to. Because you you can't necessarily hit every guy you see on your screen. It won't allow you to to you know click on some of those guys, and so that's a little strange. But you know, so it's weird, but it's kind of cool at the same time. I know you've seen those, Braun. What did you think of those sections? I I liked them. I didn't like every time a civilian ran across. I was shooting them instead <laughs> sometimes, but that's about it. But yeah, I think they're kind of neat. It's like an action action film 
type view, but yeah, I I think it changes it up a little bit. So I think they're pretty neat. Cool. And I can I can go down to the network, but it, it seems like it might be having some issues with things. So by the way. Yeah, and what's frustrating is like there's no way on the the login page to like reset my password or oh you know what maybe I lied look at that now they have one today this forget your password thing was not there yesterday yeah it might <laughs> it might still be a little in the works because it doesn't show me you know like my squad like having a squad or anything like that so oh there it is finally see so, yeah it's it's. A little different. All right, but, now let me cool. see. Well, we talked a good bit about it. You know what? Some people... I think the issue was me. I see what they did here. Okay. So I'm going to try to get in right now and see what it looks like. But yeah, um, yeah, I was using my. Uh, Xbox Live login because that's what it shows on the Uplay screen there, but that's not what the Uplay account is. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's that's why. Yep, now it's going to work for me. So okay, well I'll have to check this out, uh, look at it while we move on to another stories, I guess, and then maybe we can kind of talk about it maybe at the end of the show if there's anything worth uh, talking about. Okay. So, we actually have the first first bit of news. Oh, I do. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> okay, let me get back over to that page then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rob, did you have any thoughts or questions or comments about Ghost Recon Future Soldier? Yeah, I'm glad you guys are done talking about it, <laughs> so we can move on. Fine. Nah, I was just kidding. I was just kidding. Yeah, wait, kick him out of PC gamer. Psh, shouldn't even let you be on here this week. <laughs> um, I love my PC games so I can patch them. And spend 20 hours installing the Diablo. Yeah. yeah. So, At least with Diablo, there aren't any discs to swap. It's all on one disc. All righty. Anyway. All righty then. <laughs> Let's roll. Um, Activision slash Bungie contact, uh, contract uh, it reveals a four-game plan, which is codenamed Destiny. So this has actually come out from all the legal paperwork going back and forth between Infinity Ward and Activision and Respawn and you know all, all those guys. So according to some documentation, Bungie has agreed to create four science fiction fantasy or sci fantasy I, i'm assuming it's science fiction fantasy um action shooter games which to me sounds like four more halo games <laughs> um in a project codenamed destiny this first now here's the here's the interesting part the first will be an xbox exclusive uh, 360 with the option for its successor so The first game alone is only going to be on the Xbox 360, and this is supposed to be out in the fall of 2013. Versions for other systems will follow a year later. So we're going to have this... If you want the next Bungie game, you're going to have to have a 360, or you're going to have to wait for an entire year 
to get it on any other platform. Interesting. So now there's two ways to look at that. Um, PS3 and the Wii will have to wait, or it's going to be on the 360, but a year later the same game is going to be on the PlayStation 4. See what I'm saying? So if it comes out in 2014, right. it could come out about time for the new consoles. But I still think I want this game. I'd rather just have it in 2013 and not wait, you know, a year. Um, and, yeah, then, uh, and then, okay, and then the follow-up games on Xbox 360 successor, the PS3 successor, and the PC in 2015, 2017, and 2019. So, you know, yeah, this looks like the first, this, this is going to be the first one in the series is only going to be on, okay, on the 360, but then you're going to have to upgrade your console to get the second game, which is kind of true. Then there's also four DLC expansions, um, codenamed Comet, that are included in the deal, which are due in the fall of 2014, 2016, 2018, 2020, you know, they're respective to, um, the release dates of the others. So now in the contract, Activision reserves the right to take over the destiny property. If Bungie fails to meet its requirements. However, it stipulates that it will not begin more destiny projects until Bungie has completed its work. Now this to me, I'm surprised that Bungie would even go into any kind of agreement with Activision where it states we can take over your property when when they're very much aware of everything going on with Infinity Ward. I mean, to me, that just seems like, huh? <laughs> Why would you do right. that? It's like, yeah, we know you're the devil, and uh, yeah, we'll sleep with you anyways. You know, I mean, it's just like they're just crawling into bed with the devil, you know. when They're, it's just, they're dancing with the devil in the pale moonlight. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, now, hey, does what's Bungie's tie to Microsoft right now? Is there any? Nothing, no. Okay. Bungie is yeah. now their completely own company. They're independent. Yeah, they're independent. Yeah, right. The only the only thing that is that timed exclusive, I believe, is what Microsoft got out of it when yeah. they let Bungie become independent. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, it's it's. I don't see why Activision would ever jump in. Um, it's four games over ten years, so obviously it's not like a year over year type of scenario but it's kind of one of those things like if it becomes too popular maybe activision steps in says oh we want 10 of them in 10 years and not right not four but i'm doubting it's going to be more like bungie stops like the first one doesn't do too well so the second one can't continue then activision would jump in so i wouldn't see that as too worrisome on that one well, I'm sure there's something in there to hopefully avoid the issues that you know they're seeing with other companies that have abused that publisher. So, right. but um, it just kind of well, does seem weird. And then and then the whole thing of Microsoft getting the first game first. Do you think that will could that could that version hurt by being rushed, and then the others will get the full complete? Because even by the time they come out, we probably would have DLC and stuff out for the Xbox version. Do you think maybe the PlayStation version would get all that included and still only pay 60 bucks? And have a much, you know, they're going to get a whole other year to 
tweak and refine and improve and I don't think it's a rushing. I just think of it that's just part of the contract that they had to get out of it. You know. That's just a long lead time. I mean a year? That's a long lead. I mean that's a long time. That just seems like I mean I don't think we've ever seen that before, you know. Um was it Bioshock? That came out, or even, or even like um, Mass Effect Two, like it came out a well over a year after the one on the 360, I believe, and the first one never oh, did come PlayStation? out. So, well, yeah. that's yeah, but I think that's because they want they were gonna they finally were gonna be able to release Mass Effect Three on the PlayStation Three. They finally got the ability to do it for Microsoft. I mean, that's a Microsoft property. Uh, to begin with, it was. It was only right. on, on. So I, I that's I think that's a different situation. This is a big big game coming out that everybody's aware of and wants, and they're going to be like, well, you'll you'll get it on Xbox, and then everybody else gets it a year later. It's like wow. <laughs> it's just you know, I'm kind of surprised by that length of time, but I'm kind of cool. I'm glad it's on Xbox first. That's cool. Yeah. So. Oh. Speaking of of Destiny and Bungie, like with all this news of the of Destiny and all that stuff, like can can you wait? I can't wait to see them at E three. Like I'm hoping to see something. What do you are you excited to see anything about it at E three? Um, I don't know. I don't know okay. if it'll be at E three. <laughs> well. Uh, Funny that you say that. <laughs> I, w- I was kind of sitting there going, um, "What's Brun leading me to? I don't want to take. Yeah. His, I don't want to steal his thunder." <laughs> no, it's, a, it's. I was seeing this and I was just like, "Oh, I can't wait." To, and, and this is my real thought process before I read this was, you know, Bungie reveals it has no plan for E3. But um, when I was reading all this Destiny stuff, I'm like, finally, we're going to see something or hear something in E3, and then. Boom! Bungie reveals its plan for E3 2012 in a community Q&A blog post. It says, or rather, its lack of plans for E3. Uh, the company will not be there in any official capacity this year, which I believe is the same as last year. They weren't there. Um, when they were asked about presenting the latest product, the development team said they never started one and we're not going to be at E3 in any official capacity. Some of them will be there lurking from booth to booth, but don't expect any announcements. So I kind of got kicked kicked down on that one when I, when I saw that. So I was excited, and now I'm not. But, put back yep. in place. <laughs> yeah, so they're not going to be there just as much as, you know, Microsoft will not be talking about the uh next console so what a bummer and that's what next week yeah two weeks two weeks okay two weeks. the 12th right that 12th. came fast yeah yeah we'll have to do our e3 prediction show next week so i think it's the now, it's a weekend i'm moving i think and i move on the yeah. ninth i think it's yeah. the following day right that sunday yeah, yeah. ninth, 10th 11th 12th or something like that it's the dates i believe so, cool. So now but you got to have your priorities. June fifth through moving. the seventh. Uh, let's see. Wait a minute. Let's see. E three twenty twelve. Um, June fifth, sixth, and seventh. 
So it is a it is a week away. Yep. So. So it must be maybe well, maybe it's June fourth Monday night that the uh, Microsoft guys will do their thing because they usually do it the night before the show starts. Yeah, that's usually the the opening you know thing. But yeah, that'll be uh, so we'll be able to do our prediction show Sunday. It'll release the same night as the Microsoft conference. So then we'll get the people can listen and see if we we're right or wrong. So uh, one thing that you might like to hear, Bron, is that the contract that was given to Bungie um, gives them the freedom to put put five percent of their staff to work on a prototype for a new game referred to as Marathon, with the team size allowed mm. to grow after certain operating income. There are also rules governing how much of the company's staff can work on Bungie.net, Halo Reach DLC, and other projects. I wonder if that's tied with that old marathon game that they had. Yeah, that's, that's I don't, their that. first game. Yeah. yeah. Now, did you guys hear about the bonus? The two and a half million bonus? Hmm. So, as part of the contract... They have in their stipulation that Bungie will get a $2.5 million bonus if the game gets a 90 or higher on Metacritic. Wow. Isn't that nutty? Yeah, that's crazy. Hopefully not the user reviews on Metacritic, but more <laughs> the professional the professional ones. So. Well, I mean, the fact that this got out, you know... The reviewers can basically I don't I don't say toy with the company, but you know, there could be a point where like a lone review can make or break it. Yeah. Mm, good point. And you know, will will the company do anything to sway that? Right. Mm. That's just crazy that they base things like that off Metacritic, but who knows? Well, Rob, you can tell this one here. Yes. <laughs> I, I was going to talk about this, but let's talk about some other bonuses going to some people. Yeah. Uh, okay. So last week we talked briefly about 38 Studios and a uh, little controversy that was surrounding the uh, Amular. Did I say it? Am Amular game? Kingdoms of Amular. Sure. Well, Looks like the company is no more. All 379 people got axed this week by email. That's a, nice. that's a cool way to, to get rid of everybody. They cut them all, and the CEO stepped down. I guess she was on a two-month-long maternity leave. So, um, you know, she's done. The company's done. And that comes after they were unable to pay back a $75 million loan to the state of Rhode Island. So, wow. That, that was interesting. I guess that, that finishes that story. Well, and like those employees weren't even – they haven't been paid oh, yeah. since May 1st. Yeah. It's it's just it's just a huge screw-up. And, and that game was actually – yeah, it wasn't a bad game, but or at least I I didn't play. But as far as I read and stuff, it's not a bad game. But yeah, sad that a 
They had to be shut down. Just major mismanagement. Oh, big time sanity. Yeah, mismanagement. Yeah. So, so, what they couldn't pay seventy five million to the state and just a little bit over one million to the employees. I guess that must be in salary or something. Probably. That so, is crazy. Yeah. But it's interesting that that studio has that amount of people, 380 people. Yeah. Did they work on any other games, or was that it? Do you guys know? That was that was their first one. Wow. 380 for a game. Yeah. So, oh, and, was... and there was a note. Uh, it says, the company is experiencing an economic downturn. <laughs> That's a nice way to put it. To avoid further losses and possibility of retrenchment, the company has decided that a company-wide layoff is absolutely necessary. These layoffs are non-voluntary and non-disciplinary. This is your official notice. Effective today, May 24th. That was the email that went out. Nice. That's classy. Yeah. So basically, to summarize it, it was, see ya! Yep. We're pocketing our money and we're going to run. <laughs> That's a downturn. Yep. My gosh. Downturn's a little. Economic downturn. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever floats their boat. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Okay. All right. Um, we talked about last week the Halo 4 uh I, I believe we talked about it last week about the uh, premium edition and so on. Um, yes, <clears throat> some pre-order bonuses have been uh, released, so we know how we all love these things. Um, so it looks like EB Games Canada, which is Canada, will be getting a camo-style battle rifle and a festive armor suit skin. Amazon is getting the web armor skin and play, which is I believe the group over in UK. Um, we'll get uh, puts Master Chief in a dead eye helmet skin. Uh, GameStop also lists a pre-order bonus, the forced armor skin, but has yet to uh, yet provided an image. So I'm looking at an image here of the it looks uh, looks like a skin. It's red with I don't know. Looks almost like a digital camo to me. A uh, digital camo to me, but looks like a couple skins here and there. Now this does. I think this is an addition. Like if you just pre-order in general. So I don't know if these are like the same skins or anything that you get if you get the premium edition. But uh, just there you go. So if you want a certain skin or something like that, then you have to find out which store you want. And if you want all four of them, then you have to pre-order four times so yay yeah, yeah. that's lame <clears throat> yeah tons of fun yeah oh. alright uh, next thing I have okay so this one here is I really wasn't reading much about it um, I was kind of you know ignoring it a little bit let's say um, but it's basically the banning. It's it's a ban on the sell the sales of the Xbox 360 in the U.S. 
So what it is is a recommendation by the administrative law judge is the first step in the process leading to the commission's final ruling. Um, re, uh, so well, hold on. Let me get the original story here. Um, Microsoft is deemed in violating the Motorola Wi-Fi and video codec patents, which I think we talked about on a previous show. Mm-hmm. And the judge has recommended against the continued sales of the Xbox 360 in the U.S. Uh, should Microsoft be deemed an infringement of existing patents, it would be threatened and possibly and the possibility of selling consoles using the technology. Um, <clears throat> there is a video on IGN. It was kind of like a news update where here in the next month, I think, like in August to sometime, we could find out like if the 360 will be banned pretty much from being sold in the U.S. Um, it has already been banned in Germany from being sold due to some of these infringements uh, based, you know, what Motorola is saying. Um, the latest update on this is that a Microsoft representative stated the full commission will rule on this in August, and until that time, nothing will change. As such, IGN received the following statement, which is identical to the original comment from last month. And that's kind of what I started out reading was, you know, you know they're, they're hoping and they have full confidence that the commission will ultimately rule in Microsoft's favor uh, in the case that Motorola will be held to its promise to make it's standard essential patents available on fair and reasonable terms. So I, I just love, I love these things. I guess you got to protect your own. I mean, you got to protect your own IP and Motorola is trying to do that. I think it's the only thing I find interesting is, you know, no more Xbox. If, if this would go through and they can, couldn't sell Xbox 360s in the U S isn't it kind of like seven years too late. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, uh, it, that's that's just one thing, and and it's not like Microsoft couldn't change it or whatever and start selling them again. But you know, one thing that the video says, you know, Microsoft is kind of stating like, you know, think about, you know, think about the consumers. Like preventing us from selling 360s would be harming the consumer, and I guess the judge was just like, oh well, I think. Uh, Nintendo and and yeah, Sony will be able to make up the make up the difference, you know, if the 360 <laughs> isn't be sold. And and the guy's like, uh, I don't think he understands how gaming works because yeah. you know obviously 360 games cannot be played on the Nintendo Wii or on the PS3, so it would be hurting consumers. So, but I don't know. I I wasn't like I said, I wasn't paying attention to this, but now that you know. Microsoft is like, ah, we're confident the commission will uh, rule in our favor, but it's like, so they still couldn't rule in your favor, which means to me that they're using this technology and they're not supposed to be, or they're not paying for it. So all they have to do is pay some money and that'll be the end of it. I hope so. I mean, it's, it's unfortunate, but you know, like I said, you got to protect your, you know, somebody was using something of mine that they didn't ask or I didn't give permission to do, then I wouldn't want them using it. But in any, in any, anywho, 
good luck, Microsoft. <laughs> you know, I, I've got a question. Okay. okay. So let's say that the 360 does get banned. Do they have to call Microsoft tech support to try to get unbanned? <laughs> whoa. Whoa. Good luck with that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like a taste of their own medicine. Yeah. That they call the commission's office. <laughs> so, all right. Sorry, Microsoft, you got to buy a new console. Yeah, we banned you at your IP. Yeah. Oh, wait, buy a new console that you can't buy. Um, yeah. You got to go buy a Sony. Yeah. They'll take up the slack. Yeah. That's how that's how Sony will get revitalized. <laughs> they actually <laughs> yeah. take their biggest competitor to kick them off out of the marketplace. So, so right. Bron, do we? Are you telling everybody that we need to go out and buy another Xbox? Just, just. In oh, case? I think you, you got until like August, so there'll probably be more, more news out and about before that happens. But you know, get it while it's hot. Buy your spares now. Exactly. Because that would stink if, like, yours died at the end of the year or something, and it just, you know, it just died, and you went to go get a replacement. It's like, oh, you can't get them anymore. So. And that would stink. That would not make me happy. All right. Well, Mark, before you get to your your next story, would you like to, uh, should we pause for a commercial? And station identification. <laughs> uh. Okay. <laughs> oh, was just, oh man, I, I, I tried. So, like, I, I was like, man, what is he talking about? <laughs> oh, know, what? All right, let's rewind wait, 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 again. Wait, wait, wait. You, can, you can cut that all out and we'll start go. over. Yeah, no, start no, that over because that's pr- I now I'm slow, dude. I'm stupid. You got to put these things, spell them out in the script for me, man. <laughs> Everybody, I try so hard. I try so hard, and th- and this is what I get to do. No, I'm just kidding. You know, uh, one thing before you really start, I forgot to mention this when we were talking about Ghost Recon. I think it was Thursday. It's Sunday now when we're recording. It was Thursday when we were playing. We we're playing multiplayer, and we're going through, <clears throat> and we all come up to this area and I forget who it was all. I think it was demo and myself, you and maybe elite scion. I think it was all four of us <clears throat> and we all kind of go up and a couple of us chuck a, a sensor grenade out. <laughs> so we all, th- we all throw oh, a sensor grenade and talk about this. Our sensor grenades go off. This. <laughs> and then all of a sudden we're sitting there and our sensor gra- grenades are going off and we're sitting there talking. And then all we hear is a boom. <laughs> Like a big explosion. It's like, you've been detected. And we're like, what is going on? And Wing's like, oh, oh, boy. He goes, I accidentally threw a real grenade and not a sensor. He goes, I was wondering why it wouldn't go off. And all of a sudden it went boom. I was just like, you know what? That is exactly what I wanted to hear right now. (laughs) Wing and his wonderful grenade throwing when it comes to a Ghost Recon game. So we were laughing. I was like, I'm going to talk about that on the show. But it was funny that we all throw sensor grenades and here's it. Wing throws one out and his blows up and ours does keeps it quiet. So pretty funny. He's he's like the rookie in that uh, uh, noob versus whatever. Remember that commercial that they had for COD? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. 
So, well, it is interesting because when I logged into Ghost Recon Network and I'm looking at my player stats, I do have one team kill, and I know that <laughs> I know that was a grenade. So, <laughs> jeez, <laughs> that's funny. So, but anyways, right. um, so should we try this over again, Brown? Uh oh, no. That's oh okay. come on. Uh, so what I was saying. <laughs> Should we pause for a commercial break and station identification before your next uh, post or your next story? Today on sale now, the Sony PlayStation 3. Get it while you can. Uh, It does everything. Now back to your previously scheduled gaming program. Hey, and we're back. All right. <laughs> um, if you're wondering what the heck we're talking about and why I use Sony PlayStation and an Xbox podcast, it's because it looks like commercial breaks might be in the future for gamers. Uh, this is according to a newly surfaced patent. Now, the patent was discovered by a web forum, NeoGAF, which I'm sure most people are familiar with. This was filed back in July 2011 under the moniker of Advertisement Scheme for Use with Interactive Content. I mean, scheme is in the name. Go figure. Uh, I was going to say, does that even sound good when the word scheme is in there? (laughs) It sounds appropriate. Yeah, it does. Now, this scheme will warn players that their game is about to be interrupted momentarily with paid content, such as Sony's example of a soda commercial, before gameplay stops for a quick commercial. Once it's over, gameplay resumes. It will also be possible for players to rewind a portion of the interactive content after the commercial. Now, this patent follows on the heels of Sony's patents that showed that the electronics giant was interested in this sort of tech. Sony might think this is a good way to generate revenue. Um, And I'm going to quote this article because I agree with it. And they said, I think it's a good way to piss people off. So um, I don't know. Put chalk this up on the rumor mill. But I'll tell you what, I certainly hope our gaming is not going the way of we're going to get pauses in the middle of our games that we paid $60 or whatnot for just to be fed a commercial. So uh, this this bring, this bring causes me some alarm when I read something like this. You know, this could go two ways. I mean, they could either be hoping to do it or they could hope to profit if somebody else tries to do it. And, and real quick, I, I want to make sure I'm perfectly clear on this. This this article was written about a, about about Sony, okay? I personally am not saying bashing Sony. I'm not questioning them because Microsoft owns a huge gaming advertisement company. I think it's called yeah. Massive, right? Is it I still think so. around? I think so. Well, they bought it. I mean, that was the yeah. so. So it doesn't, you know, this does not, you know, I'm sure Microsoft would love to do this. We're getting slammed with ads on our dashboard uh, for a service I already pay for, and I still got to get fed ads. So, you know, I'm not, you know, and I'm not complaining. This isn't, this isn't a complaint. This is just a topic for discussion, but I want to make sure that people understand I'm not saying that Sony's doing this. I'm not bashing Sony. It's just topic of conversation. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, I, well, I got to. Cough real quick. Hold on. <laughs> sorry about sorry about that. Um, you know we've, we've always fur balls. We've always talked about like you know 
<laughs> billboards, billboards and things like that. <laughs> in games. <laughs> this is so funny. Run hocking up a furball. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right. Throat's, all right. My, Sorry. my throat's Special. bothering me. I'm pretty sure I'll Robotron here in a little bit. Um, so I'll get this point across and prevent myself from doing that. Um, you know, we've always talked about like billboards and games and things like that. Like those really don't bug you, bother you that much because you can just run by them and not do it. And or if it's kind of like, you know, it's a little annoying when you got the whole. Here, please take my uh, Mountain Dew Thrasher 3000 hand pistol, you know, and <laughs> and shoot 3000 guys, you know, as they run with like Coca-Cola shirts on, you know, that that stuff there is like a little in-game advertising is kind of annoying. Completely. Well, that would stop- be really strange to see considering Mountain yeah. Dew is Pepsi and Coke is Coke. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, the one thing, though, is like literally pausing as if you're like watching a television show and, and going into a commercial would be, it'd be very bad. It'd be horrible. I mean, it's, it's kind of like, you know, even if they did it once, but, but you know, it's not going to be once, you know, it's going to be once every hour or once every gaming hour or, or, you know, or something like that. And and then the ads are going to be, just ridiculous and they'll probably be at least a minute and a half to two minutes long and you know it's just that this is something that like i don't think anybody would want so at all or they'll put them in they'll start putting them in like your multiplayer matches in the lobbies you'll be forced to watch a commercial before you get your stats (laughs) nice yeah so yeah it's um Wow, I mean, this just seems, you know, I'm fine. You know what? I'd be for it if the game was free. Give me the game for free, then fine. I can deal with some ads, I I think. But if I'm paying 60 bucks, I don't want to have to watch an ad. I mean, mean, to have my game physically stop, paused, so I could watch a Toyota commercial or something that has nothing to do with Halo 4, you know, talk about taking you out of your game. And compl- completely distorting, you know, you're, you're getting lost in these things. It's like going to a movie theater. Can you imagine being in the movie theater and in the middle of the next Star Wars movie that they put out? Uh, you know, the wishful thinking on my part. Um, and then all of a sudden, just like, bloop, you know, there's a Coke commercial. And then, bloop, they go right back to the movie. I mean, you know, right in the middle of, you know, an action sequence or something. Bam. <laughs> you know, we'll stop. And that'd be that'd be just horrible. Oh yeah, I mean, there's okay. So right now they've got the commercials in front of the movies. Next thing you know, they'll be in the movies because you know some countries do it one way, some the other. Like the U.S. does it in between. So why not for games? Why not? Why not? Why? <laughs> because because they can and they're evil. There you go. They want. It's all about the money. Like we talked last time, it's all about the money. We're not going to talk about that this time. We're not going to talk about that this time. Yeah. Please listen to episode one eighty three if you want to hear more. <laughs> but I mean, if anybody thinks this is a good idea, I'm I'm curious to you know call in or let us know, man. I'll have you. I'll put you on the show if you think this is a good idea. Because I I mean, and I'm open to hearing why this is a good idea. You know. 
Um, but I could see the government going, hey, this would be a great idea. Number one, it'll revitalize the economy. It'll it'll create jobs or whatever. It's not going to create any more jobs, but um, they'll use it. And then they'll come up as like, well, this is a safety thing. So people will take the necessary breaks. And these poor gamers are too stupid to know that they need to get up and walk every 20 minutes. And they're just dying. And we got to stop the dying. We got to save the gamers. And, and I can see them coming up with some stupid program you know, to save the gamers. <laughs> you know, it's it's ridiculous. It's it's ridiculous. So. Right. That's it. Cool. Oh, Good and stuff. last thing I have actually, um, we're going to make Ghost Recon. I did want to mention a couple of things on Ghost Recon. Uh, there is a Facebook game called Ghost Command uh, Ghost Recon Commander. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Um, it's in beta, so bear with it. It's kind of a point-click little shooter game. It's kind of fun. So check it out if you're if you're interested. And you can, supposedly, you can unlock stuff in that game that will be you can use in Ghost Recon Future Soldier. So I actually need to go and see if these things I have actually unlocked. I've selected some. I need to see if they are. But they're just like a couple weapons and weapon skins and stuff like that. Um, also there's, uh, what was the other thing I was going to say? Um, if you are a couch co-op player, you might be a little upset that there's no split screen co-op in Ghost Recon Future Soldier, but I guess, um, let's see, Goobysoft says we've been made aware of the presence of, let's see. All right, let me read this again. Living room soldiers looking to team up with real life buddy for some Ghost Recon Future Soldier couch co-op. Might be disappointed once they discover that split-screen multiplayer doesn't exist for the campaign mode, despite various online retailers, including Ubisoft's own UbiShop, purporting the game's support of that very feature. Ubisoft says, We've been made aware of the presence of the outdated information on our shop and several retail sites, stating split-screen cooperatively play is available. Um, so Ubisoft forum manager Evil Pixie Gurr said in an update on the publisher's forum, we have ensured the information has been updated on the sites affected by this. So that's it. <laughs> You're not getting in it. You're not getting any campaign co-op. So I don't know. It's like they, this thing says they address it. I mean, the art, even the ad or the story I read is Ubisoft address lacks a split screen co-op. They didn't address it. I mean, when I read that, I'm like, oh, they're going to fix it. They're going to address the issue and make it happen. No, they're just saying, you know, we've made note that We'll correct our our um, our documentation on our website, and we'll notify the retailers to do the same. Yeah. <laughs> so no co no couch co op for you. So sorry. Get some get yeah. some throw out your throw out you get rid of your real friends and get some fake virtual ones instead. Yeah, it won't hurt them to play online for a little bit. So. so. All right. Okay, friendsless time. Woo-hoo. So Woo-hoo. we got uh, a message in from the Terminator. It writes in, I'm in the middle of listening to the podcast, and I wanted to comment on how you think there are no video game companies that uh, care about their gamers. I know one, uh, no, of one company that exceeds anyone else. I can tell so far. And that company is Valve, which made Team Fortress, 
2, Left 4 Dead franchise, and uh, I believe also that uh, one game, what's it called? Uh, Half something? Half-Life. Half this, half that, Half-Life, yeah. Half-Life, yeah. Well, that's what Team Fortress 2 is on. Yeah. Not disc, but... Okay, even though I don't play their games a lot, I do notice all of the free updates and additional content that is given for free on the PC, unfortunately. They're constantly patching their games and listening to their communities. It's a real treat and rarity to play their games every once in a while because I always see something new and actually enjoy the additions to the game. Talk to you guys later. Okay, I wanted to address this because he's right. He's dead on right. And what I realized is that the comments that I think we were talking about and staying, we, we weren't clear. What I was referring to last time when we talked about this was publishers. And publishers don't care. Publishers don't make games. They, they're just the guy that's put them on the store shelves and sell them to you and want to make a profit off someone else's work. That's why they don't do anything. You know, um, Yes, some publishers do actually make games. Um, but that was my point. That's what I actually meant was publishers, and we should have, should have been more clear on that, and I should have clarified. Um, because, yes, there are developers that are definitely – customer oriented and are doing these for the gamers they care about the community bungie's one of them um gearbox is another one the only reason we saw duke nukem was because uh randy pitchford has is is a gamer loves gaming wanted to see this franchise continued i mean they took a risk and paid a lot of money to get this franchise out the door and even if it was a flop they still did it because some people wanted it i mean i bought it i wanted to see this game okay and I supported them on it. You know, I really love Gearbox. Um, I think the new guys at Respawn, um, they have always been, they've always put out tremendous games and, and DLC for the Call of Duty franchise. Um, I think DICE in the past has been very much about the community. Um, now I think under EA's leadership and wing, they've really had a lot of stuff ripped out from them. Um, you know, I feel sorry for the guys that can't do modding on the PC because that was a big part of the battlefield. But I still think DICE still has their hands in the community and they still care about the community a lot. Um, so, and, and Valve is, is another great, great company. Um, you know, I think Blizzard as well. So there are a lot of, and I think the developers, and that's what my fault. I should have really meant I, I should have said publishers when i said that because i feel the publishers are the evil side of the house and the dev the devs are the good guys so thank you terminator for for uh bringing that up and i completely agree with you you are right there are some great companies out there so cool okay and that was it all right well um if you want to contact us uh, by email or by our voicemail, which is 224-698-XBOX or 224-698-9269, you can head over to thisxboxlife.com and access it there, as well as our YouTube, and Facebook, and Twitter, which is all essentially, you know, thissite.com slash thisxboxlife. Uh, if you want to buy some 
of our gear. That is also zazzle.com slash this Xbox life. But I think that's it. Uh, enjoy the holiday weekend um, here in the States. So uh, that's all I have. Yeah, big, big salute out to our military, all those who are serving, who have served. Um, thank you for your sacrifices and and the spouses of those that serve. A lot of times the uh, spouses are ignored and forgotten. And oh. they, they deal with a lot, too. That's very true. So very true. Thank you to all of those. So, and uh, you know, I'm going to salute our allies and, and their military forces as well at the same time. So, um, you know, they all sacrifice, too, for for the greater good, and we appreciate it. Yep. Good call. Um, Brun BJ's Vic 33. Mark AK Wingman 709 taking off. Rob Presar, catch you later.